Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're Out to Lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We all lead such busy, distracted lives today, we often forget to plan for those who will come after us and pick up where we leave off. This is especially true in family-owned businesses, where you see things start to fall apart round about the third generation. Paving the way for the next generation also means educating young people in newer, better, and more targeted ways so they will be prepared for a future in which they'll be productive, engaged, and successful. With me today to discuss this is Cam Morton, president of VR Business Sales Baton Rouge, a business brokerage service that facilitates mergers and acquisitions. Cam is also a certified exit planner and family business advisor who helps companies figure out their succession plans, which is no small thing. Cam brings a lot of business experience to the field. He spent much of his career in commercial real estate, where he developed and managed hotels, shopping centers, and large mixed-use developments throughout the South and Atlantic seaboard. He came to Baton Rouge in 2002 to head Commercial Properties Realty Trust, the Baton Rouge Area Foundation's real estate company. Nearly two decades later, he still calls the Capital Region home. Cam, it's great to have you with us here today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Stephanie. It's wonderful to be here. With me in CAM is Robert Webb, CEO of Helix Aviation Academy, a new charter school opening in August 2021 at the Baton Rouge Airport that will help prepare high school students for a career in aviation. Robert also is CEO of the Helix Mentorship STEAM Academy, which you may have heard of. It's a charter high school in downtown Baton Rouge that Robert founded in 2010 that seeks to close the achievement gap for students in grades 9 through 12 by focusing on STEAM-based learning. That's science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Robert also has plans for the fall, in addition to the Aviation Academy, to open a Helix Legal Academy, which, like the Aviation School, will help prepare young people for a career in the legal field. And Robert, it's such a fascinating model to see developing these high schools and middle schools that kind of target certain areas around young people's interests. Great model. So thanks so much for joining us on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Well, Cam, Sue, I I love the idea of the, the succession planning. And... I think a lot of people just take it for granted, but this has really been a niche where you have established yourself in your second career here now, post, post real estate. We've been talking about real estate all day long, but tell us a little bit about, about the succession planning business and you know what people need to know. Well, an awful lot of businesses, basically the largest percentage of businesses are family-owned businesses. Um, and you know, lots of times people say, well, I want my kids to be in the business but they never prepare them for them. Uh, the, the matriarch or the patriarch of the family who started the business um, sometimes uh, just assumes that that person wants yeah. to be in the business. And it, it, it doesn't work well when uh, people don't have conversations. So one of the things we try to do in the exit planning business is start a conversation at the family level long before there's any need to transition. Uh, unfortunately, getting people to have that conversation to have a plan is difficult. Uh, but when 
people start early and you can never start too early hmm. uh, as a business owner but when you start early enough and you have conversations with your children you can find out whether they want to really be in the business or whether they'd rather have you help them do something else in another business um, and uh, I have in my own family everybody but my father which would have been five other people had their own business and only one of them was successful in transitioning at all so I have a real love for trying to help people transition that's fantastic and I want to follow up on that but but you talk about starting early and Robert I think part of the model of the Helix Academies is, is starting early and taking young people and channeling them towards towards areas of interest but can you really teach kids how to prepare for a career in aviation well what happens so the short answer is yes okay you can uh, but what you're teaching is you're teaching critical skills thinking you're teaching problem solving so with those things it it's it's no end to what they can do uh, they just have to be exposed to it so once you bring on that exposure it makes a difference in that kid's life so if we're talking about exposure uh, here it is I'm going to high school I finished high school and now I'm entering college or career and I want to figure out what I want to do and I'm saying no we can start our kids in kindergarten. If you choose that you want to be a, a, a pilot, if you choose that you want to do traffic controller, if you choose that you want to be an attorney, if you choose that you want to be in engineering, robotics, music technology, TV and film, we can start you now. So once you get to college, you'll be like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to do it. My reading and writing skills are really good, so I'm prepared. And we are now preparing our kids to be able to compete globally. That's fantastic. And you've had experience doing this through the Helix Mentorship Academy, a charter school um, that you started downtown 10 years ago. Yes. And, and what was unique about that model? So uh, the founder of it was Brian Dixon. Uh, and he founded this in 2010. And the model was built off a high school out of California called High Tech High. That's what it was built off of. So uh, with that, and again, the focus being on science, technology, engineering, arts and math, math and saying our kids can choose any one of these industries to go in, any STEAM interest they're interested in to go in and be prepared so that's the model that it was built off of and it gave kids options uh, with innovation um, and now that's what we're doing with the two new middle schools helix legal and all also helix aviation and we're saying to them as well this is where we're starting this is where you are what do you want to do you know, the sky's the limit for what you want to do. All right. Well, I want to hear more about those two new schools because they're so, they're so interesting. But we're talking about starting early. And, and, Cam, you mentioned something. I mean, most people don't want to think about that when they have a business going on. They don't want to think about how they're going to get out. But it's really key to the success and the sustainability of a, of a business, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at private equity groups, money-raising money institutions who buy businesses – they start by figuring out how they're going to exit. They don't, they don't just buy business and say, well, we'll just figure it out as we go along. Um, 
people with successful businesses need to start to do that. And sometimes uh, the, pay, the, the founders, mostly men, but a lot of women, will sort of, well, I'll do that tomorrow. You know, it's a gone with the wind kind of uh, Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah. We, I'll, I can wait till tomorrow on that deal. We can't wait till tomorrow. Too often, someone shows up at my door because they just got diagnosed with cancer and the husband's the whole business and he's done nothing about it. It's not saleable. There's nothing they can do. Had they started years earlier and had somebody that they could turn the business over to, um, then, then there would be a market for that business. Mm-hmm. 80% of the businesses that are listed, small businesses that are listed, and I call that anywhere below kind of $5 million, 80% of those businesses never sell. Wow. Lots of reasons, but one of the major reasons is planning. Mm-hmm. That's so sad when you think about it, all the, all the sweat equity and hard work that, that, that went into something like that. Yeah. Just, now, you also do mergers and acquisitions. How, how much M&A activity is there in Baton Rouge? I mean, is that just a fancy word for saying buying, selling businesses? Yeah, it's basically <laughs> right? a fancy It sounds better than business <laughs> brokerage, right? Yeah. Now, and partially because I think most people really couldn't define mergers and acquisitions. But, yes, but there's a lot of um, mergers and acquisitions that goes on. And, um, and then the other parts of um, the founder selling his business to his employees through uh, employee stock ownership plans that has lots of tax advantages. Yeah, and that's a fascinating story. We'll talk about an example of that in a minute. Robert, so this fall, the Legal Academy and the Aviation Academy, and those are going to be middle schools. That is correct. And so what's the model for this, and what are these kids going to be qualified to do when they when they get out? I mean, well, is there any you. sort of certificate or something? Yeah, so uh, we'll start with a grade at a time, starting with sixth grade for both middle schools. Uh, And then each year we'll add a grade. And with the aviation, once it hits eighth grade, and those eighth grade are now moving to ninth grade, we'll drop down and open K-2. So eventually, by the time the sixth graders are seniors, it will be a full K-12 through aviation school. So, uh, and what does that mean? You know, uh, so that those are our kids that will have an opportunity. Again, if they choose to be a pilot, if they choose to do uh, um, maintenance, if they choose to be an air traffic controller, if they want to do drones, I mean, all of these are will be industry-based where we can look at a certification form. Uh, as they come out. Now, the great thing about it is we have great partners that help with the aviation in. Uh, Garver, Baton Rouge Metro Airport, Silver Air Patrol, all of those have been great partners with the start with Helix Aviation Academy. And I will say that because we've had great partners and being the only K-12 Helix Aviation Academy on the airport, located on the airport in the nation. So that's just an amazing feat. I mean, are there other aviation academies located anywhere in yes, the nation? Yes, there are many other aviation academies. For little academies. kids, like yes. middle school? But not that are K-12 located on the airport. So so why aviation? I mean, if the model is, well, we can channel kids towards healthcare, say, where there are countless jobs. I mean, what is it because they might be attracted to the idea of airplanes? Yes, that uh, and and we just didn't have anything for kids here f- 
for, for that type of innovation. So we wanted to look and say, what can we do for our kids that are interested in this? We've done a lot of walking, a lot of canvassing in the neighborhoods, and I can't tell you how many conversations we've had of individuals that said, I really wanted to be an aviator. I just didn't know where to go <laughs> and what to do. Really? You know, I really wish they would have had something like this for me when I was a kid. So it's really interesting to see. And transitioning to Helix Legal Academy, uh-huh. it's, it's one of those, those things where we are in a time where kids need to know how to seriously critical think, how to problem solve, how to advocate for themselves in the correct format. And that's what that's for. So you might even be interested in law. But we're not saying you have to be a part of Helix Legal to go to law school, but we are saying that you will have the writing skills, you will have the debate skills, you will have the speech skills to do what you need to do in any job. Well, certainly, if you can teach kids critical thinking and writing, you have my my vote. I don't care what you call it. <laughs> that we need that for sure, for sure. Cam, um, Tell us a little bit about because you alluded to the um, the whole ESOP thing, but that's a very interesting type of exit strategy. I mean, you helped a big business here that that many people know recently. Um, you know, the the supermarket chain, high neighbor. right? The high neighbor supermarket chain, and they're a family owned business, and so you helped them facilitate a sale to an ESOP. It's an employee owned. Um, Correct. Their high neighbor uh, was owned by nine siblings. Um, each having an equal share, some working in the business, some not. Uh, There was no obvious exit strategy for them uh, in order to maintain the legacy of the the business their father started that they're all so proud of, uh, and as well they should be. And so when I started doing a little bit of real estate work for them, which is how I really started, uh, got to know them, it seemed to me... They needed an exit strategy, and the only exit strategy when you got down to it was to sell it to the um, to the employees through the ESOP. An ESOP, Employee Stock Ownership Plan, basically um, sells to all of the employees uh, the company without any uh, expense on the company on the employees' behalf. So the employees pay nothing, and then over time they uh, build up stock in the company and when they retire they have a nice little nest egg it's run basically uh, by the same management right right it's run by the same management it isn't change ESOPs don't change management just because of the sale in fact the labor department and most of the trustees who oversee these things like to keep most of the management on as long as they can Um, but over time people leave with very serious amounts of money in fact in Louisiana the average uh, account that an employee has is $156,000. Wow. Uh, and right. it's treated much like an IRA, which I think, or 401k that people know mm-hmm. better. And then the advantage for the owner of the business is, is it's a tax advantage, right? Correct. They don't have to pay taxes on the sale of business. Well, in the, they, there's ways to avoid paying taxes altogether on it, but f- which is like... Uh, in real estate where you do an exchange, but um, for the most part, they, they're selling shares of the company, which come at a tax 
of uh, long-term capital gains, as opposed to if you sell as a, it as an asset. Oftentimes, businesses that have been around for 40 or 50 years have an awful lot of depreciation that gets recaptured at ordinary gains. A lot of what we see, um, the companies, the owners of the company wind up paying 50% less in taxes than they would had they sold it any other way. But how does it help them you know, prepare for the, the management of the company in the future? I mean, it doesn't have an inherent, you know, like succession plan built in in terms of the no, you, operations. You just have to the work the two right? together generally. Yeah. Um, I worked with High Neighbor for the better part of five years to help them reorganize, make sure they had a strong enough management staff that the trustee and the people that do the valuations would look at that and say, well, yeah, this, this can go on if one or two of them happen to leave or something ha unfortunately happens to them. So it takes a while and it and generally it's a two to three year process at a minimum to kind of get it to the place where it's would be valued the most and where it's and where its chances of success are much higher you're listening to out to lunch i'm stephanie regal i'm talking to cam morton of vr business sales baton rouge and robert webb of the helix community schools i'm interested how both of y'all you know got into these particular niches i know cam your background is real estate robert you didn't set out to start an aviation academy for middle schoolers or Helix. Is your background in education? Yes. So initially, when I when I first began, uh, I'm a speech therapist by oh, trade. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, and I shared this story earlier. And when I began, I began working in acute cares, nursing homes, um, with geriatrics, and it was it was very fulfilling. Uh, but the challenge was on Fridays, and I would come back to my patients on Mondays, sometimes I didn't know if they would be there. And that was really hard for me. So I decided to go work at the other end of the spectrum, and I said, I'm going to work with kids. You know, so that has been very fulfilling, and I love it because I get to see them grow into great citizens. And then when you opened the original Helix downtown, the Mentorship Academy, I mean, the, it has a unique model bringing mentors in, right? Yes. As his name implies. Yes, not only mentors, but we really are striving to do a big focus on internships mm -hmm. for our kids. So, uh, and we've also placed that mentoring internally. Like every one of our kids has someone on the campus that they can go to, That's no great. matter what it might be. Uh, and we we really ensure that the kids know that. Even our incoming freshmen, they know you have somebody on this campus that no matter what you need help in, you can get it. And you've placed them all over Baton Rouge in companies, downtown yes. and, and, and elsewhere. That is correct. And how many students have you graduated in the you know, decade or more, uh, okay. roughly. So our first graduation was in 2014. I've been uh, blessed to have done all of their graduations thus far. And I would say total, um, we've probably graduated uh, 700 yeah. or so, so seven. Seven, eight hundred kids. So you have a good-sized class every year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and I think 
part of what we do is ensuring that our kids not only receive a high quality education, but the teachers that are there for them are prepared to teach them. And we use top tier curricula to ensure our kids are learning at high levels. You know, are there uh, any schools that said they don't use top tier curriculum? I don't know if there's schools that say, hey, we're know. not I using top tier <laughs> curriculum, <laughs> right. but, but I can tell you we're moving forward doing it with fidelity. And that, to me, that makes a, a big difference um, and with no strings attached. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a J- uh, January article that, that you did in 2019, and it was about um, the law, the Louisiana way of doing business. Oh, yeah, 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 that was good. Yeah, and, and I said to myself when I read it, I thought to myself, but for our kids, I don't want them to have to know anybody to get anything done, mm-hmm. you know, or to get in this school. It doesn't matter. You know, our kids come from anywhere in East Baton Rouge Parish school system, and you can come. All you need to do is get off the bus, walk through the threshold, and we'll teach you. That's great. Cam, you, um, I think most people around here know you really primarily from your real estate work. What made you, and uh, you're still doing some real estate, yes. but you're more focused on the whole VR Baton Rouge sales, you know, yes. the brokerage side of business. How did you make that transition? Because they're related sectors of the business world, but they're distinct. I mean, commercial real estate doesn't necessarily make you an expert in mergers and acquisitions. Correct. Well, uh, I uh, was the CEO of a publicly traded REIT for mm-hmm. almost a decade, and a lot of that is finance. A lot of it is uh, buying and selling real estate or large assets, essentially. So when you look at when you look at um, business sales, effectively, it's all about finance. It's all about trying to figure a valuation for someone's business, which is way more complicated in my mind than just doing an appraisal of a piece of real estate, particularly income-producing real estate. Um, and so to me, it was a natural fit uh, when I started talking to some of the people that ran those businesses. And it, I also thought, well, gee, this is a business that really needs to be out there. But for the most part, I think if you ask people, do you know a business broker, almost nobody will, almost everybody will say, well, I don't even know what that is. Right. Um, and it's a shame because uh, I think people, as they own their businesses, they, they think about exiting. One of the things they should know is what the value of their business is so that, I mean, most almost everybody knows what the value of their 401k is. Sometimes you look at it a little less than a little more, <laughs> depending on which way the market's going, but... Yeah. Very few people know the real true value of their business. And also people uh, do things that inherently don't make their business worth as much as it should be. So I, I looked at it as a way to help people and use a, use a, a wealth of knowledge from financial, having been on Wall Street, uh, even worked with Wilbur Ross for a while. Wow. So um, as a way to help people improve their lives and improve the lives of their families. But when I got into it, I realized the exit planning and the family planning were maybe more important than any other piece. Than just the the brokerage piece. And VR Business Sales is a national 
brokerage. Correct. It's service, international, actually. And you have, like, the local license or franchise, right. so to speak. Correct. Okay. So they, we have about 70 offices around the world. Um, and uh, we, we rely on each other when we get into specific types of businesses because every business is different and every line of business is different. So being able to call somebody up and say, hey, have you seen this? What's, what makes this different? So it, it's uh, having all that support matters. Great. Robert, before we wrap up, how many, how many students do you have coming to the, the Legal Academy and the, and the Aviation Academy in the fall? Well, we set aside for 120 for the uh, sixth grade. Uh, how many? 120? 120 for each school. Uh, we're looking for, if we get 90, that would be amazing. Uh, but I will tell you, with the Helix Legal Academy uh, being downtown, which would I, I would consider the downtown Baton Rouge mecca of law, <laughs> uh, it, it's several things that they're doing. So Helix Legal is just truly amazing, bringing on achievement, collaboration, persistence, justice, and teaching the kids self-awareness. So, um, and those things are also taking place at aviation and at uh, Helix Mentorship. So it's just one of those things where if you're looking for great innovative schools for your kids to go to, you really need to enroll in one of the Helix schools. And, and maybe it can be Helix, you can get with Cam and do a Helix Real Estate Academy next. Oh, <laughs> I like that, Cam. I like it. High five. Good job. Well, Cam Morton and Robert Webb, you both have given us so much to think about today, and you're both doing so much good for the next generation and helping prepare people for the future in our community. Thanks so much for taking time to share your stories with us today on Out to Lunch. Thank Thanks you for having us. Thanks for having Thank us. you so much. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Cam Morton of VR Business Sales Baton Rouge and Robert Webb of the Helix Academies. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here on WRKF. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about VR Business Sales Baton Rouge and the Helix Academies by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Chris Tricou. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com.